This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Go with me right back to your left there, a couple pages of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, we've been talking about the area of faith, so we're going to put a little faith in you again. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That is uh, Hebrews, not Hebrews. That is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So again, the more I hear the word of God, the more that faith comes. But the way faith is then released is he said, you'll say unto the mountain, you begin to speak the things. And so again, all that there is in Mark eleven twenty two. he said, have the God kind of faith. And then the Lord Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, whoever will say unto the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says, he'll have whatever he says. And so you go back and look at that. Jesus specifically said for me and you to speak to the mountain. Now I think about in Jesus' life, he spoke to the, the wind. He, pl- he spoke to the sea. He spoke to a dead man. And all of them responded. And if you go back and look at every one of those passages, what I just talked about, the thing he spoke to them, it happened as he spoke it. Remember when he said to Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, come forth. Now, what did Lazarus do? Lazarus came out. He didn't say, Lazarus, you stinketh. Stay back in there. No, he said, come forth. So again, there's power in our words. But I want to hit some things tonight that I believe will help every one of us in this area. So we start in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God. All the promises, not a few of them, not some of them, not this one or that one. He said, all the promises of God in him, in Jesus, are yes, and in him, in Jesus, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now, when you look at what he said there, all the promises of God in Jesus. And he references Jesus twice here, and so Christ is the, the fulfiller And the fulfillment of all the promises. So he said all the promises of God in Jesus are yes and in Jesus amen. So the word amen literally means so be it. In response to God. So again right here. When we begin to to speak the promises of God or we begin to pray them. We seal it with in Jesus name. In Jesus name. So now we look at a couple things. Number one, all the promises of God. I've got to become a student of the Word of God. If I don't know what the promises are, they do me no good. So again, the only way we find out the promises of God are we get in the Word and God will get into you. So you make yourself a student of the Word of God and you find out every promise and guess what? As a born-again believer through Jesus being Lord of your life and my life, then all those promises, when I go and ask God for them, I seal it with, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And so now I come into agreement with him. Now, go way back into the New Testament, back toward the back, to 1 John, chapter number 5. 1 John. And so the, the promises are affirmed because God said it. And then they are confirmed because the Lord Jesus. Now this is 1 John chapter 5. We're going to begin in verse number 14. 
Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. That word confidence means a boldness, an assurance, a trust. The Amplified says a privilege. Now, I, I look at this, ver- this word right here and he says confidence. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. And we ought to really get this because this is going to tell us something here. When we go to God in prayer, we can have a confidence in him. And we can have a confidence where we... So look what he goes on to say. That if we... That if we, me and you, we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we ask anything according to his will. So now I ask you this question. How do you get God to hear what you're asking? I got to ask according to his will. So what's his will? His will is his word. His will is his promises. So now he begins to tell me the reason I can have this confidence in him because I ask cause of his will or his word because he said so. So anytime in the Bible I can find stuff that's written, I can understand two things. Number one, that, that God has marked that and he said, this is your promise to it. But anytime you can find it's written, you can always tell the devil it's finished. Here it is. The, the word of God is my title deed. Now, I look at this passage, and it had a cross-reference to it that got my attention. I'm, I'm going to turn one page back, because this is in 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. You may want to write that verse down. Listen, listen to what it says. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now he changes it up just a little bit in that passage. The first one said that if we ask according to his will, he hears us. But this one says he'll hear and we receive whatever we ask when we obey him. When we obey his commandments. So you guess what he's telling me? Listen, you got to live for me. You got to be all in. And and when we're all in and we ask according to the promises, God is all ears. Man, God hears. It's like a magnet. Remember in Jeremiah 1, and we've talked about this several times. Jeremiah 1, 12 says that God watches over his word to perform it. So, man, I I mean, the, the word of God to him is a magnet. When he hears us pray the word, when he hears us speak the word, man, it draws him. It pulls him near. Verse 15. And we know. And we know that he hears us. That whatever we ask, we know. Now this is twice he said that in that verse. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And so when you look at what he's talking about here, the children of God, we may have a a, a confidence And the confidence comes that assuring that I ask based on his word. And then again, I seal it with Jesus' name. 
in him, in Jesus' name. And so again, this passage here begins to give us a little bit of enlightenment. So again, to sum that, God wants you to pray with confidence. Well, how do I pray with confidence? Man, i got to get in the Word. Get in the Word. That's why it's important that you write those scriptures down. You quote them. You see them. You, you say them. It all goes back into line with Joshua chapter 1. And Joshua, it was said, This book of the law, the Word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. You'll, you'll meditate on it. You'll recite it. You'll think it day and night that you may ultimately obey it. And he said, and then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. So it becomes a confidence. Man, I speak it, I meditate on it, I thank it, I obey it, and then I seal the whole thing with the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 18. Luke, chapter 18. And, And as you're turning there, Here's a question I want to ask you. If I don't ask according to his will, what happens? Pretty easy to figure out. He said, if you ask anything according to my will, I hear you. But if I don't ask according to his will, what do you think is going to happen? Nothing. So sometimes i got to back up. And again, that's why it's so important that we find Scripture. That that becomes that that evidence, that title deed, where you can hang on to it. Luke 18, verse 1. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. At all times we ought to pray. And he said, not lose heart, not give up. Uh, The Amplified says, don't turn coward. What a word. Don't turn coward. Don't give up. Hang in there. Don't lose heart. Saying, there was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary or my opponent. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her or vindicate her or see that she gets justice, least by her continual coming she wearies me. She was persistent. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? And so when you see that last phrase, the faith that he's talking about, a faith that perseveres. Now there's a contrast here. The parable is using a contrast here. Rather than in a comparison. The judge gives in because of this lady's continual nuisance. But that's not the reason God gives in. God listens because he wants to bless us. God wants to answer our prayers. And so guess what he's telling us here? Don't give up easily. Don't give up just because it doesn't happen overnight. 
Every one of us in this room have been there before. Where there's times we stomp our feet and we think, man, I've, I've prayed this for two days and nothing's happened. I've prayed this for a week and nothing's happened. See, again, I go back and I just have to have that confidence that, you know what? God said he would answer the prayer. You know what God didn't say? He didn't say when. He said, I'll answer it, okay? I'll do it. I'll answer it. So now I want you to go back, way back into the Old Testament. And I want you to see something in the book of Daniel, chapter 10. So again, I ask according to the promises. I believe that I receive. And you know what? That's the only thing he told me and you that we were supposed to do besides mark it in the name of Jesus. We are to ask. We are to believe we receive. And we mark it in the name of Jesus. So anytime I try to force the envelope, guess what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to be God. And how many have ever figured this out? It'll wear you out trying to be God. It's not going to happen. And so no matter how jumpy I get or anything, I just I got to say, Lord, help me. Help me to hold fast to the word. Help me to hang on to you here. So let me tell you what's going on in this passage a little bit. Daniel is having this encounter with this angel. Does God still do that? He does. That's Hebrews 1.14. That says that God sent his angels or his ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. The angels are still alive and they're at work, okay? And so he's having this encounter with the angel. I'm going to start in verse 1 and then I'm going to jump. Watch this in verse, uh, Daniel 10, verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. The message or the word or the vision was true, but the appointed time was long. The promise was true, but the appointed time was long. So this tells me right here, it may not happen on my timetable. But i got to believe that the, the promise is true. So if I believe the word of God is true, I just stand. I hang on. I keep believing God. And it goes on to say that the message was true, but the appointed time was long. And he understood the message and he had understanding of the vision. Verse number 10. Suddenly, a hand touched me, which made me tremble. And I'm on, I'm on my knees and on the palm of my hands. So you get the picture here that to me, this is a Christian's battle position right here. He's on his knees and he's on the palm of his hands. He's praying. He's calling out to God. And the reason he trembles is this angel grabs a hold of him. It shakes him in a good way. Verse 11. And the angel said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, stand, understand the words that I speak to you, and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you. And while he was speaking the word to me, I stood trembling. So he's on his knees and the angel gets him up and he stands up. And this angel says to him, he said, 
I've been sent to you. And, and, and he's shaking. He's trembling. You can imagine how we would be looking at this angel and hearing this. So this tells me that when the angel says this to him, guess what's going on? Your prayers have been heard in heaven. You got heaven's attention. Verse 12. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God. You know what the humbling himself before God was? First Peter 5. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. First Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So guess what that humbling is? As a man, as a human being, as a woman, when you look and you say, Father God, I humble myself. You're God. I ask you to move. But sometimes because of pride and arrogance, we think we got it. We got, I don't need to cast anything on God. I got this. But he specifically said a couple things right there. He said, from the first day you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God. Don't let pride keep you from humbling yourself. Go before God. So look what he goes on to say. Your words, your prayers were heard, and I have come because of your words. So he prays. He's calling out to God. He's humbling himself. God gives the answer to this angel. And this angel comes back to him and specifically says to him, God heard your words, buddy. God heard your words. I want to highlight something, what he said to him right there at the start. He said, from the very first day that you prayed, from the very first moment that you prayed, your words were heard. Now listen to some of these translations. The New American Standard said, I came in response to your words. The Amplified says, in consequence of your words. If I'm not praying, nothing's happened. If I'm not going before God and, and put my prayers and my petitions, and I pray the word, nothing happens. But this shows me again that when men, humanity, mankind pray and they begin to seek God and they humble it gets heaven's attention. Things move. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. Now, this begins to reveal some things very interesting to us. This right here is one of the most clear examples of the demonic armies that have tried to oppose God's purposes right here on the earth. And so when you look at this right here, he said, this angel says, this prince of Persia, who was a demon, who was over this whole region, it said, he withstood me. He opposed me for 21 days. You know what this did? This really helps me see stuff. 
Because we're not very aware of what happens in the spiritual realm a lot of times. There is a conflict in the spirit realm between the angels, the heavens, and the demons. And so this angel is bringing this answer of prayer back to him. And this, this is such a big prayer that this, this gets this demon his, his uh, attention. And he says, I can't let this go. I can't let this go through. I can't let this go. So day after day, for 21 days, he opposes him. You know why he's opposing him? Because he wants to get Daniel where Daniel doesn't persist and persevere in prayer. And Daniel stomps his feet and says, I knew that stuff doesn't work. So oftentimes, we short-circuit God from moving because of our mouth or our actions that say, that doesn't work, that prayer doesn't work. But how do we know? How do we know what's going on in the spirit realm? So let me give you a little biblical stuff right here on the spirit realm. In Ephesians 6 verse 12, it says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And so it's talking about the demonic entities here. Man, when he stood and kept praying, you know what it showed me? Daniel hung on. He hung on. I believe day of those 21 days, he was marching around saying, yes, God, you're moving. Yeah, I thank you, Father God. Again, it goes back to that confidence. Those two words in 1 John 5 where he says, we can know, we can know, we can know. God hears. So he said, but he withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princesses. Now, Michael was one of the, the, the angels, the archangels. Let me give you my paraphrase edition on old Michael. Michael's bad to the bone. When Michael shows up, he's there for purpose that's big. And so this other angel, how are the angels doing? I don't know. I don't know if they whistle or not. But he's yelling, Michael, Michael, come on, come on. And Michael shows up. He pretty. And he came to help me. For I had been left alone with the king's plural of Persia. Now again, when you begin to look at all this, you begin to see what happens in prayer. This gives me insight here into the power and the control that principalities and powers, they tried to display. But I'm telling you, they can't stop it. They can't stop it. For time's sake, ooh, let me jump to verse 19. And so the angel said to him, O man greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and I said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Now there's several passages in the Bible that address us as believers to be strong. I'm going to give you an Old Testament reference and I'm going to give you a New Testament reference. In Joshua 1, the Lord said in Joshua 1, on four times, he said to Joshua, 
be strong and a good courage. Be strong. In other words, don't bow, don't give up, don't cave in, don't quit. And then in Ephesians 6 verse 10 it says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And so when we ask God to come in and help us, help us to be strong in You, Lord. Strengthen our faith, Lord, that we don't waver, we don't cave in, we don't give up. And so we go back to what we started back there in 2 Corinthians 1.20 when He said, All the promises of God in Jesus are yes, so be it, amen, in Him. So you can begin to stand on those scriptures, and I'm just telling you right now. Don't throw in the towel if it doesn't happen overnight. Don't throw in the towel. Just keep believing God. Keep trusting God. Well, how do I do that? I keep praying. I keep saying, Father God, I thank you. You said in da-da-da-da-da verse. And I believe you're doing that. And then you give him thanks. Just keep giving him thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for moving in my situation. Thank you that you heard my prayer. I thank you, Father God, you're at work. Why? I know. So God wants to do stuff in our lives. He wants to do something in our heart. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.